what is really going on with this whole water thing? And it's been a while since we've got an update on where we're at in the process. The future of water access for farming and so many others here in Whatcom County in the, the Nooksack River Basin. This adjudication plan, the big, huge, monstrous lawsuit that the state so desperately wants to proceed with because that's their vision of how to solve the water woes, the mess that is water uh, laws and water rights and all of that in, in Whatcom County. Uh, what, what, what's going on with this whole thing? Welcome back to The Farming Show. Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI News Talk 790. Glad to have you here on a Saturday morning. We haven't had him for a while, uh, but Executive Director of Whatcom Family Farmers joins us right now. Fred Lickle, welcome to the program this morning. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this over recent months, but it's been a few weeks since we've uh, broached the subject here on the program. And we're hearing right now is kind of the time when some decisions are being made in Olympia. It's time for folks to speak up and say, this is a bad, bad plan for Whatcom County. Where it's Where is it at right now? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Dylan. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know, as, as a recap there, um, of course, this is a, wa- a lawsuit, basically. Water uh, rights adjudication is a lawsuit against anybody who has legal rights within the, you know, within the Nooksack Basin. Although it's, I think it's in the entire Whatcom County right now, not just mm. the Nooksack Basin. And um, the governor has put, had put funding into his budget proposal for water rights adjudication, which would, or, or for starting the work on a water rights adjudication over the next couple of years. So basically, the governor and his Department of Ecology are asking the legislature to give them taxpayer money to pay for their lawsuit. Correct. Now, they want to point out, oh, it's just what's known as pre-adjudication work. We're just getting the, you know, the paperwork ready, but realistically, once this train starts, it doesn't stop. Mm. So, um, you know, there are a, a number of us that, as we know, we've talked about before here, uh, a water rights adjudication, our experts really feel it would devastate agriculture in Whatcom County. Um, most likely it would end up with everybody being what's known as junior rights and, uh, very much uncertainty going into a year because of the challenges with the Nooksack and and correct water flows, whether we would um, have enough water at the most crucial times for agriculture in that June, July, August area. So it's, it's a real concern. And it looks like, you know, they're trying to push this forward. So there's a bunch of us uh, concerned folks who are pushing back against it, also trying to really work hard on saying we need a collaborative process here too. Uh, we need to make certain that we're, we're, we're moving forward with funding that is going to help uh, provide getting everybody together at the table not around with lawyers, but as a group to discuss what is our best route forward. Yeah, I don't see a lot of great collaboration going on in courtrooms. No. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's about as uh, anti-collaboration <laughs> as you can get, right? And we also know from what happened in, in the Yakima that you know, collaboration is the way to go, and adjudication caused them probably 30 years of delay while people fight and spend a lot of money uh, you know, talking through attorneys. It just is not a not a good plan at all. Fred Lickle with us here on The Farming Show on your Saturday morning. I'm Dylan Honkoop with Whatcom Family Farmers. Fred uh, is executive director of Whatcom Family Farmers, so I guess that kind of makes him 
my boss or something like that. Well, sometimes. Sometimes, if if you want to be, or you know, maybe somebody else will be my boss. It, it depends how much of a pain I'm being. But um, again, updating on this issue of water adjudication, a lot of people are asking. So, so what do we need to do right now? Um, what, what do we need to be saying? What What's the message that needs to go to? I guess it's lawmakers in Olympia that decide on this, right? What do they need to hear? Well, what you're really getting at, Dylan, is the root of, of what, you know, Whatcom Family Farmers started five or six years ago, as well as our state organization, Save Family Farming. And that is the idea that uh, farmers and a lot of us in the rural area have never really learned how to speak up well for ourselves. You know, we need to be able to have a voice. And that's one of the things that we're trying really hard to do here. And um, so we're, we're creating all sorts of ways that we can, we can look at getting our voice out there and letting people know who we are and, and how devastating something like adjudication or um, the labor issue or other things over the years, uh, you know, can really be. So I know um, you are the one of the ones who's been at the forefront of developing some of these exciting tools. Uh, and th there are ways that we can reach out to the legislators and let them know. And we know that this makes a huge yeah. impact. It really does. Well, and I, yeah, and I think what's cool about what we have available now really cuts out the middleman. So you don't yes. have to pass a message to our leaders in Olympia through somebody else. You can send a message directly to their inboxes through this this tool that we now have, um, and I want to. I'll talk a bit more uh, in a, a little bit about how people can access this and actually right. send a message. Uh, we have you know sample text that people, if they want to send that, great. If they want to read up on it, there's some background. If they want to write their own message, add, subtract, edit what we have there. They have lots of options, um, and they can check that out on our Facebook page, Watkin Family Farmers on Facebook, but more on that coming up. Uh, as we talk here about this issue of adjudication, I want to throw some of the, um, I guess, criticisms at you, Fred, sure. that we are hearing on some of these issues. One of the, the big ones, and we've been hearing this from a variety of people, is, oh, you people in farming, you're just, you're so worried about, oh, you're trying to make everyone worried that farming's going to go away. Farming's not going to go away. It's all going to be fine. You know, it's how is it really going to be that devastating to farming if this all happens? <laughs> well, um, you know, the statistics and what really happens just doesn't bear that out at all, Dylan. You know, if you look at some of the stuff that we've been looking at lately, you'd see that 60% um, of the farmland in um, in Western Washington has been lost since the 50s. 60%. Um, I was reading a report that was given to me that was based in, um, in King and Pierce counties the other day, and they were excited about talking about how to preserve agricultural land. They were looking at 5,000 acres in roughly in each of those two areas. We have 100,000 acres up here, and we, we always feel like we're kind of on the edge of losing our infrastructure if we go under that. So how what do you mean by infrastructure? I mean all of the different uh, groups of people that – help keep farming going you know whether if it's dairy it's grain dealers if it's mm. or fertilizer dealers or the tractor companies or yeah. all these other folks that that rely so much on agriculture um and if farming disappears they just go away too mm -hmm. um and if you look at 
aside from something like adjudication or labor, one of the big challenges, of course, for farming is it's it's a it's a very low profit margin, and there's a reason why we've seen a lot of farms, a lot of the smaller farms going away, and the number of total farms shrinking is because oftentimes they need to get bigger in order to survive. And of late, though, I've heard I've seen some people, you know, bandy about some numbers saying, wow, Whatcom, farming in Whatcom County isn't really doing that bad. They're making more money than they used to. Um, the farms are actually getting smaller and there's more of them and more people involved in farming. Is that true? I mean, no. th that's not the world of farming that I know. Uh, wh where are yeah. these numbers coming from and how are they getting basically uh, misrepresented to no, tell tell this kind of story. Not, not at all. I mean, obviously, you've got things like dairy, which have lost drastic numbers You know, lately. We've lost, what, 10 to 15 dairies here in the last year. Um, it was only a couple of years ago we were at 100 dairies. Now we're talking about it. I, I think we're lucky if we're at 80. Um, the cow numbers have gone down now, too, as well. But even in the berry side of things, um, which had been pretty solid, they're struggling and losing people as well because of issues related to trade and diseases and others. And, I mean, this is an area you come from, having grown up on a, on a berry farm. Yeah. You know and hear about the challenges associated oh, yeah. with that. Um, it's It's been tough. And then you add in some of the labor issues that we've been talking about as well, yeah. where suddenly those costs have gone up. Up. And yeah, the folks that are talking about staying in, berry, potato, dairy, if they want to stay in, they're going to have to invest massive amounts of money in automation because they won't be able to afford well, the labor. People. I think a big part of that equation is not just whether or not a, a family farm wants to decide, you know, are they going to continue to fight and try to stay alive even if they're hardly making any money or losing money? It's the bank that's going to yeah. make that decision. Like a bank is going to have to sit back and look at all of these factors, market, regulatory pressures, court cases like adjudication, labor costs, all of that, and say, is this a risk worth uh, us as a bank taking to continue to finance your <laughs> operation? Yes, and anybody who's been in, <laughs> in agriculture knows that the, the bank... <laughs> It's oftentimes more the owner than the farmer is. Um, yeah. they, they're, they're hugely involved in the leverage side of this. You know, the, the, this is just how it goes. They Sad reality of our current times. just the but, way it yeah. is. So, and, and if they're going to finance somebody in South Dakota or somewhere else where the costs are much, much less, um, it, there's no surprise that, that they're going to look at what options there are. And as we've talked about with adjudication, you know, one of those big options for farmers is just looking at housing mm -hmm. instead, which is what we're not here for that. I've heard from more farmers than I've ever heard from just in the past few months that are talking not as some pie in the sky idea, but very specifically about their planning process to get out of here. Yes. And that's scary. I would say the vast majority of our farms are looking at how do we get out rather than how do we stay in. And, and that, that's a sad place to be. That's not what we as as walking family farmers and safe family farming want to see, which is the reason why we need others out there, not just the farmers, you know, getting back to our activism. We, we need them to be able to speak up and say, this is the kind of community we want. We want agriculture to be here. We don't want it to disappear. We want local food. We want local family farms stewarding the land rather than the inevitable alternative if those farms go away, which is pavement 
and who wants that that's that's is that just the future of our community are we just resigned to that i i know i'm not but no. i know it is a very real likelihood if uh things continue to go the wrong way this is the farming show here on kgmi news talk 790 i'm dylan honkoop we're talking with watkin family farmers executive director fred lickle so back to this this water adjudication lawsuit that the state seems to want so badly and I really question some of the motives behind this, but I don't know if we'll go there today. Right. We've talked about uh, that on the program before. But back to some of the criticisms, it's like, well, you're saying, hey, look, this could force farming out of this community. You're saying, no, we're not blowing smoke when we say that. No, that's not an exaggeration. But then people say, well, you know, what's the mechanism for that? How does an adjudication make that happen? I mean, what you've been referencing is market pressures. Why is it adjudication that would push... Farmers, how how sure. does that actually happen? Well, it, the big issue surrounding this is um, if you look at most farms, um, especially if you're getting into the fruits and vegetables side of it, um, having a reliable access to water is huge. If you're not able to have water, many years you might not have any crop at all. And if you don't have that reliability there, how are you supposed to even grow a crop to sell? And if you don't have, and if there's that much uncertainty there, why would you even plant a crop in the first place? Why would you even engage in it? Why would a bank give you funding to plant said crop? Um, mm -hmm. the, you need to have water and water reliability there. And in an adjudication, especially in the Nooksack Basin, the chances of that reliability and certainty being there really disappear in a big hurry. Why especially in the Nooksack Basin? Well, the Nooksack Basin, under, unlike many others, have got it, it does not have the ability to have water storage. Um, and we're talking, of course, about dams and things like that. So, for instance, in the Yakima Basin, when they had an adjudication, one of the ways they could fix things is they had various basins up in the mountains. And I know in one situation, they just built the basin a little bit bigger <laughs> so they could, you know, a little bit taller so they could have more water to, to release at the right time. And it was about... The timing of that. Um, right now in the Nooksack Basin, we don't have that option. So if we have low flows, let's just say we have a low flows happening in July or August, and they need that, say, for fish, we have no way of sending that down there. And so in this situation, what they would do is they would say, okay, there isn't enough water in the river. We're going to start shutting off everybody who is downstream, you know, or mm. upstream, wherever, whatever direction you want to go, we're going to start shutting you off until we get enough water in the river. Well, it's based and, not on where they are on the stream, though. It's based on their seniority. Right. right? It would be based on their seniority. And the, and, and the reality is if they go towards, which it looks like they would very well do, the salmon needs are top because that's mm -hmm. related to tribal treaty rights. Yes. Many times those things are set up that 50% of the time, uh, those water rights aren't those aren't even being met. So that means fifty percent of the time, right now, we don't even meet the water we need. And honestly, the use that would go outside of what they call the in-stream flow needs for salmon mm. is a very small amount of the total percentage of water we have right now. And well, you could see just about everybody getting shut off, and it's still not meeting in-stream flow needs. So you're saying shutting people off wouldn't actually fix the problem that no. it would be no. intended or purported to solve? No, no, it really wouldn't. And and so what we really could use, which is a long-term fix, is some way of creating water storage. But we don't have that right now. 
So if an adjudication occurs and everybody's rights became junior to these uh, these um, salmon flow needs, the in-stream flow needs, um, you might get shut off or you probably legally you would have to be shut off. Okay, so politically right now we're at the point where the decision makers down in Olympia have to decide, are we going to spend taxpayer dollars to pay for the start of this lawsuit? And as you have right. pointed out, it's a chunk of money. What is it, like a million bucks or something? Yes, they're they're proposing a million dollars for this. Um, and and, and as you pointed out, that's kind of like a down payment on a house. Yes. Like it starts a process that could cost, what, as much as half a billion dollars. Yes. Yeah. Well, and so why would you spend on the down payment if you aren't prepared to pay for all of that? So really, if you're buying a house and looking at paying that down payment, you have to be prepared to pay for the whole house if you're signing up for that. Right. And they're really not being very clear with that. They're not answering that question at all. And the the truth is, yes, once they decide to file an adjudication, which as the as they've written into the proposed budget language right now, um, they would be gathering information through June 1 of 2023 but their, uh, their biennium ends on June 30. And right now, as it's written, the Department of Ecology would have the opportunity in those last 30 days to file an adjudication. And once they do that, the whole then it really does start. It really does press go. So we really need to, to have some language firmed up, which we are proposing, that puts limits around the Department of Ecology and what and their billing to do, ability to do things, and we also need them to push harder for a collaborative process rather than this adjudication. So we need to reach out to them and say, no, do not spend my taxpayer money on starting, you know, at least paying the down payment on this massive lawsuit that's going to split people apart. It's going to cost millions upon millions upon millions of dollars in the long run. And that's not going to help fish or solve any of these problems that it claims to solve. And if you are going to spend any money, spend it on a process that's actually going to work and has worked in several that, other cases around the state. And that's correct. It's important to not just have it be no, because we know, we've known as farming that water rights, those issues around it, surrounding it need to be addressed. It is an ancient, archaic laws that cause us more challenges than not. And we, we do can, have a mess here in Whatcom yeah, County with we, water. Yeah, we do a mess. And and we would, we would some might be surprised at this, but we would support the tribe's concept that they're frustrated that we haven't fixed this issue. Uh, we just don't b- believe that an adjudication, a legal process, is going to, going to fix it. Uh, we need to have the force of a collaborative effort um, to be there and have everybody at the table working on these not through attorneys. And and a collaborative process would ultimately result in legal agreements as well. It's Absolutely. not like because I think some people are saying, "Oh, we don't want that because that's, you know, outside the law." You know, how how is it enforceable? Well, it certainly would include all of that. Absolutely. But start with bringing people to the table rather than start with suing each other. Exactly. Let's talk about what our needs are. There's there's a lot of things that as I've gotten into this that we don't always know and understand about what, you know, what the needs are. We've, people are, are really misinformed about the total amount of water that agriculture uses, for instance. I know we, we put out that um, the amount of surface water that is taken from the Nooksack River would equate to less than a quarter of an inch. People, were, I, people have been shocked at that. They don't believe that. They think agriculture is using all this water. It really isn't, <laughs> you know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so to understand where the water use is coming from and what the needs are, 
one of the positives we have going here is we all know that we live here in Whatcom County. It's not about not having enough water. Go to our Facebook page, Whatcom Family Farmers. Just search us up on Facebook. It's probably like, you know, facebook.com slash Whatcom Family Farmers, but who actually types all that in? Go check it out. It's our most recent post from last night. It's a way that you can get directly to where you can plug in your own message, uh, use some sample text that we've shared, whatever you want to. There's some background information on it, uh, a video and some other info, and you can send a message on this issue saying, no, we don't want an awful uh, community-dividing court process. We want... A to bring people together and actually solve this problem in a productive, constructive way. Again, Watkin Family Farmers on Facebook, the most recent post there, uh, an urgent call to action to folks to help uh, speak out on this issue as decisions are made in Olympia right now. Fred Luckel with Watkin Family Farmers, thanks for being here this morning. Thank you.